Blog Talk Radio. You are now tuned into Kings of Non Sequitur. Any topic, any subject, anything goes with your host, Jay and Trey. Well, it's a potpourri version of our show, and that means who knows what direction it's going to go. We just start we start talking and go from there, and uh, anything goes, just like the opening says, so we'll just get right into it. This is indeed Kings of Non Sequitur, the off-season version of In Much Less Detail, the podcast here with you live on a Tuesday night, April the 13th, 2021. I'm Dre, he's Jay. And we're in between uh, standard shows for our off-season. We had our WrestleMania preview last Monday. uh, And coming up in a couple of weeks will be the Oscars preview show, uh, followed very shortly by the uh, NFL draft aftermath, because those two events will be taking place within uh, about three or four days of each other. So that should be really fun. Uh, But tonight... Potpourri, anything goes. Uh, the, the only topics I know that we'll definitely get to will be uh, I'll review uh, Russell Rania, as it turned out to be. Um, and we'll definitely get into our Fantasy League's uh, all-day draft, which was uh, held over Zoom this year and turned out about the way that we both expected. Um, and also, Jay will review his family's uh, vacation to Missouri. So that's where we'll get started. Jay, how's it going tonight? Good. Doing good. Getting uh, getting back into the swing of things now that we're you know home from vacation and back to work and kids are in school and it just kind of like settling back into life. Ooh. Yeah, it's pretty 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 simple. About 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 a normal about as normal as it gets for April. Although it was snowing today. Um, oh my gosh. Yeah, yeah. Not 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 too much. So it didn't accumulate, but. You know, took the kids out, uh, had to go do some errands after they got off school, and it started, you know, it's like, looks like it's trying to snow, you know, and people who don't, you know, who aren't around snow don't really know what that trying to snow, what that means, but, you know, it's like it's cold enough, and you think it's rain, but it's not quite rain, and it's not quite snow. (laughs) It's sort of in that in-between, and uh, it's just cold and raw and windy, and then by the time we got home, and dropped off the kids, and then my wife and I had to go run out and and uh, do something. And yeah, then it was just full on snowing. Like, oh man, here we go. But we're not going to be uh, getting a big dump here or nothing. But it, it's just so demoralizing. No, I can imagine. You get through winter, you turn the calendar. It's April. Baseball started. Yeah. Spring's supposed to be in the air. You look up and there's snow flurries. That 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 can't. Yeah. No, it's not fun. Yeah. Uh, I don't want to talk about our uh, uh, high 80s uh, weather that we've had uh, down here lately. <laughs> that seems a little uh, warm even though. Uh, it, it was. It, it's not like it's been, you know, 80s got nonstop for a week or so. There was a couple of days uh, last week where it got up in the 80s and kind of dropped back to normal uh, today, maybe 70. I mean, oh, okay. That's our normal. Yeah, we had the we had the family down in Missouri. We were in, in Branson, which was uh, I, 
Yeah, you know, I think you go. You don't know what it is until you, until you go there. You kind of. I think you have an idea what it is. You know, like I had always had this idea that it was this sort of you know place for for stuffy like old white people to go and and, and see shows. Um, right, uh, the Mark Twain type town. Yeah, and it's not. Uh, it's not like that at all. Uh, you know, for people who are you know Midwesterners like we are, uh, it had a. It was more like Wisconsin Dells with shows, <laughs> you know. Huh. So it, it was a lot of uh, a lot of family oriented things that weren't just going to, to to wholesome family shows. It was you know a lot of theme parks and your usual uh, tourist trap fair, but you know there were zoos and aquariums and mini golf and go karts and. Just all, all sorts of things. It's and just nestled into the into the Ozark Hills, and uh, a very scenic place. Although the you know, the leaves hadn't quite budded yet, so it was still that you know that, that brown spring look, right. where everything everything is dry, but it's still brown. So there's no greenery around, but you could definitely get the lay of the land. And it was uh, very rugged there. Uh, interesting driving there. I can tell you that a lot of a lot of hairpin turns on these mountain roads with uh, blind hills and quick uh, sudden drop offs on both sides of the road. Like it's like, ooh, oh, you know, I'm, you're driving I'm on the road. Flashbacks. Somebody, <laughs> yeah, somebody comes flying up the other direction. All of a sudden, you know, it's like, well, what one of us is uh, one of us is gone. <laughs> right, like you, you're going one way, and here comes somebody pretty much right at your face, and you're like. Um, I don't know what's about to happen, but yep. uh, hopefully we both survive it. And all the hills are blind there, like literally. Oh you have no clue what's over every hill where you're driving, like you know. And I, I lived out in the west, you know, out in the mountains where everything is very wide open. You know, mm-hmm. you could see. You might be on a hill, but you can be coming down the hill and see five miles coming down that hill. No, not 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 in the not in the that country of southwestern Missouri, but uh, fun, fun time. I, geez, I mean, we were just nonstop every day. Um, you know, get up, go get breakfast, and then we were just doing just family and kids stuff all day long. My kids were little daredevils going on zip lines and helicopter rides, and yeah, and it was, uh, we were only there for three full days, but they were three long days capped off by a full day of driving home. And uh, we, we were exhausted when we got home, but it was fun. So yes. totally the opposite of one of your trips where everything didn't <laughs> suck and we loved it. This was good. And we still, and, and we loved it. Uh, probably the only low light, I won't name the place, but the only real, the hotel left some things to be desired. That's for sure. Oh, um, sort of sold as a as a water park. That was a very sad water park. Um, with like the worst, like with like we got there and only went in there the very first night that we got there, and the kids went swimming because the half hour we spent in there, they pretty much did everything that you could do. And I I, I felt uh, like if one of my kids had gone like under the water, that this place had the most lazy, lethargic, uninterested lifeguards you've ever seen. <laughs> like literally just sitting there with their like slouched in their chair with their hand up holding their head up. 
like, yeah, my people could be dying here right now. They would have no clue. <laughs> and, uh, yeah, thin walls, thin walls there. Uh, so one of the nights, the people in the room next to us were up all night watching like, really loud, like, action movies and, oh. and listening to really loud, I guess you could call it music. <laughs> um so that was that was the, the kids slept right through it, but it was uh, I know it was a nightmare night for my wife. Uh, she's a light sleeper, and that didn't go over too well. No, that's too bad. Yeah, yeah, and uh, not what we're used to here when it comes to water parks, with like where you have the dells, where you have all these giant interconnected buildings. Everything there, you literally had to walk building to building. Which is okay, right? I've been places like resorts and stuff where you have to walk building to building. But the buildings yeah. aren't connected by anything. You are literally going through the parking lot to get from building to building. Man. Yeah. So uh, overall, good trip. The only neg- Like I said, the only negative was the, the, the sleep in the hotel experience. I mean, the, the rooms were clean, right? I mean, it wasn't like there was – the rooms were dirty or bed bugs or any of that stuff, so – Thank goodness for that. What? Why? Yeah, that is. <laughs> oh, yeah. my wife's already chiming in downstairs, like, oh, yeah, you know, because, oh, yes, the check in process was ridiculously Uh-oh. long. Ah. It was well over an hour to check into the hotel. Oh, my God. So they had everybody socially distant, so everybody was spaced in one line, and they had, like, one window open. Oh. Yeah, you gotta see that and and hurry things along. You gotta be, yeah. you know, aware of what's going on down there. Yeah, yeah, and we and uh, we only had one really nice day of weather. Uh, the first full day we were down there, it got you know it was up to about seventy, and then the whole the, the next two days we were there it was like low fifties and windy and mm-hmm. kind of raw, but still better than it was uh, here. It was twenty degrees warmer there than it was here, so that that qualifies as, as spring break. I was to say, low 50s for you guys, you, you were still in your T-shirts and shorts, right? Uh, we had <laughs> packed light jackets. I wished I had packed a little bit more, not like full-on winter coat. Right, um, right. But I wished I had packed maybe, you know, like a like a sweatshirt or a, like a hoodie, you know, or something to, to kind of go along with the jacket. Because that the wind there was just, you know, you're, you're up in these hills and you're sort of unprotected. That wind was mm. just cutting right through you, but not not an unenjoyable place. Um, so you know, I, I could the only thing I could say is if we if we'd go back, it would just be we'd stay somewhere else. Right. Yeah, that is odd to have a water park with buildings that are unconnected. But that's not a Inter- water park. Yeah. That's, that's a college campus. That's and um, and some of the buildings were like we got lucky because one of our buildings was part of like this main sort of like campus of, of uh, you look you're driving past and you're like well what are those buildings way over there and you realize those were part of the <laughs> complex so we got lucky mm. um but yeah yeah definitely a, a unique uh hotel experience and i'm thinking okay this isn't so bad crossing these parking lots when it's 50 this is missouri i mean they got to get some oppressive weather you know in the summertime people go into these places trying to walk across these hot parking lots trying to get to like the swimming areas and i 
I'm glad I wasn't there on one of those days. Like the Great Depression walks. My people aren't made for the heat. Well, Dusty Baker, you know, that that's the authority on, on who's made for what. And, and everything there is hilly. Yeah. We we went to we had to dinner one of the nights and we parked and it felt like we had to walk like like climbed up to the restaurant up a hill. And this was after we had already been walking pretty much the whole day. Like the kids are like, My legs are my legs are I mean nothing there is flat at all. No matter where you go, you are walking up or down hills. Hmm. Well, that's uh, certainly interesting to keep in mind for those uh, thinking about possibly vacationing to uh, to the to the hills of Missouri. Uh, it's hilly for uh, for a reason, and, and it's good to get the uh, all the the warts out, the good and the bad in, in these types of things. I, I understand. I tend to to focus on the warts and <laughs> get to all the bad I stuff guess. first I because guess. that's my nature, I guess. Uh, I'll also say to the positive side because if you look at a map and you look at where that sort of Branson, Springfield, Missouri area is, you are fairly centrally located, some very important cities there, Kansas City, St. Louis, Memphis, and and, and then, you know, Dallas, right, mm-hmm. uh, Texas. So what that means is you are in barbecue country. Yes, you were telling me about this. And, yeah, the barbecue was outstanding. First time I'd ever had burnt ends. And you'd you'd spoken of those before, right? Like you'd finally had them, and we're talking in our trip to uh, to Dallas, Texas. Yeah, in Dallas, and how good they were. So I finally I saw them on the menu, and I was like, oh, well, you know, and that's a Kansas City thing, right? That's that's mm-hmm. what Kansas City is known for. I'm like, well, we're only a few hours from Kansas City, so I decided my wife and I weren't sure the first night, so I got we each got a, a plate of of barbecue. So she got brisket. And I got the burnt ends, and we were just going to share them. And we went back a second time, and it was just burnt ends. <laughs> and but I'm sure the yeah, brisket the, wasn't bad. No, the brisket was good. Yeah. I mean, the brisket was good, but it was like, you know what? I'm <laughs> going back, and I'm getting those burnt ends again. Those were amazing. Yeah. Yeah. Big thumbs up. Absolutely. So we were uh, – even my daughter, who's not, like, really big on barbecue, had the pulled pork. Yeah. Um, and we were driving – driving around today and we were talking about something that about that she said she'd go back there just for the pulled pork sandwich I'm like, we're not driving <laughs> we're not driving all the way to Branson for a pulled pork sandwich hey it, she doesn't have to do the driving it's, it, she doesn't have to pay for the gas it's worth it to I mean, her, I, let's go we're not talking like corkies here you know we're, we're <laughs> talking I mean that I would probably make the trip for but <laughs> I, I do miss me some some real top-notch ribs. So yeah, we went. You know, we were in the heart of a barbecue country down there. Didn't have ribs. Um, did a little different. Well, you know, if, if I you're going to fill up the, on burnt ends, and you don't need to get, get mean, ribs too. In, yeah, if I'm in brisket and burnt ends territory, I, I don't need right. the ribs. So right. we went. We went more that side. I, I get that definitely. So definitely um, a big thumbs up on on that part of it. And, and generally, overall, the eating was good. I even broke my number one rule of and ate at a buffet. Really? Yeah. Breakfast buffet. Okay. It wasn't busy. <laughs> that's that's good. <laughs> it, it got real busy, like when we were just starting to finish up. And I'm like, oh, thank God, <laughs> thank God we got here early, because man, I would. That's like that gives me the hives. I think if I get to a, a buffet and it's really busy, busy, and you got some sketchy people there, you know. Mm-hmm. And, you looking know, over everything, breathing and was, over and that everything. Was, and that was before COVID. 
Right, exactly. So, right. Yeah. Oh, man, uh, my, the wife and I can tell you about some buffets that we had in Vegas, <laughs> in that trip to Vegas. And oh, sure. You, you know how sick we were uh, right after we got back from that trip. And it was probably from one of them damn buffets. Cause it was you talk about some sketchy people and some close quarters and uh, yeah yeah that's it wouldn't surprise us at all if we caught some sort of uh, COVID sixteen <laughs> or something. <laughs> well, <laughs> no, we I mean we went to the buffet twice with you guys when we went to Vegas because we went to the the really expensive one the one night. Mm-hmm. Uh, that was good. Right. And then I remember uh, one of the mornings we just had the like the Harrah's breakfast buffet. Yeah, but at the place that we were actually staying, I think that's yeah. probably where we caught something. <laughs> yeah, it was there was a definite quality shift between the dinner <laughs> oh, one. Man. I think that was was that Paris. Yeah, you yeah, because that was the one where we were inside, where the Eiffel Tower thing was inside there. So I think that was the Paris buffet, but that was like fifty dollars per plate. And it wasn't quite as it wasn't quite laid out the same way. It was like no, like they actually had like cooking and, stations. Yeah, right. <laughs> yeah, wasn't everything you're, you're, under one area and everyone just breathing and looking at the same stuff? Yeah, it was definitely different. Yeah. And you're gonna probably eliminate some riffraff when you're going oh, fifty certainly. bucks a plate. When when you're certainly. fifty bucks a plate for a buffet, you're, you're not gonna get people mouth breathing on your food as much. Not quite. As when, as when you're the nine ninety nine breakfast buffet. <laughs> Not trying to, to profile or anything, but just saying. Just, uh, just yeah. saying. Because <laughs> people with money get sick too. We we understand that, but just it's a lot higher quality of sickness, I guess, is what we're saying. That's right. You get the more exotic diseases when you spend fifty <laughs> bucks a plate. You get the stuff that can actually be treated, as opposed to what we had, which was right. Uh, but that was also, like you said, though, it wasn't so much of the buffet. It was you were going more to individual cooking right. stations, and the guys were making you your food. Right. It was pretty much freshly made uh, for you, yeah. what you ordered. You it wasn't just, just, just stuff that's been sitting out there for three round. hours. <laughs> yeah, you weren't watching the people bringing out the new tray of food, putting the new tray of food on top of the old food, and going, hey, whoa, 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 what'd you just do? And, and sneezing on the food that they just dumped oh. off there on top of it, right? <laughs> no, you you know how buffets work. I'm not telling you anything uh, new. Yes, this is somebody who's worked in food service and been through safety courses, and yeah, you know, right? Uh, yeah, in the manual, all the horror, and in the horror, in the class, all the horror stories were about buffets. They were almost always Texas for some reason. But that's the same <laughs> thing. Like when I worked for you know for Best Buy back in my youth. And anytime something bad would happen, safety-wise, it was always like Texas. Like Texas is where the baby got crushed by the the loader, you know, or oh. you know, or where the or the box fell off the top rack of something onto a customer, like snapped their spine, you know, oh. that type of stuff. Yeah, it was always Texas. Hmm. Yeah. Well, I can't say I'm surprised by that. Either Texas or Florida. <laughs> would not surprise me in the least. I, I have having only spent a a scant few hours of my life in Texas, and that was literally just driving through. Um, I, I I can't really say. Although the one place that we did stop was unique. That's all I'll say. 
Uh, I'll I'll back you up on it. it. That weekend leave, in, in it Dallas let's was, just say it was didn't a leave thing. a favorable impression in my mind of ever wanting going back to Texas. Right, I, so, I get it. Yeah, let was let's just move. Let's move on. Let's move on to New Mexico, please. <laughs> uh, I don't have any memories of New Mexico except the uh, the church bus got uh, mechanical issues and towels, and we had to spend three hours on the side of the road in towels uh, getting our bus uh, mechanically serviced. Uh, the, the, I, I don't have any. It, it was at night. Nice. No, right, I was asleep. Yeah. yeah, Taos is up in the mountains. Okay, I was 11 That's years up. old. I was dead asleep. and <laughs> Next thing I know, well, we all night. got to pile off the bus. Right. It was night, so it's not like you would have mm-hmm. seen anything. Right. But, but even if I, even if it was daytime, I wouldn't have remembered it because I was I was sleepy and, and don't remember much of anything. But yeah, that, that's about all. It was a weird place that we had to yeah. get the uh, the bus fixed because it was it was obviously a, a mechanical you know gas station, and so there's mechanical services and whatnot. But then we go inside and it's like this. And, and again, I'm 11, so I'm trying to remember something from 31. No, wait, 30. I forget how old. 35. I was, like 34, 34, 34 years 34 ago. 34 years ago. Um, but but it was a gas station service with like an arcade inside. So uh, there was actually a place to play video games. And if you remember way back in the olden days when you had to take quarters and, and play video games. I, I don't know if they still do that these days. You just you just dated yourself there. I, I, yeah, I figured I did. I can tell you all um, yeah. about going over to the fun zone on Western. <laughs> Kids, they used to have to take quarters and go play video games while standing up at these big machines. And I'm sure you've you know, seen them in, when, in your history books. That's when you can play a video game for a quarter. Now you go to these places and you have to get like credits. Oh, and credits yeah, I don't know worth, about all that. Credits are worth roughly a quarter when you actually do the math for how many points that you're buying. Right. right. But then you go to play a game and you realize it's like this game needs eight points. You're like, <laughs> That's $2. Ah, that's how they get that. That's how they get you. That's $2 to shoot things for about three minutes and then be dead. (laughs) I want to play again. That's if you're good. That's if you're good. (laughs) I know this because I have kids who go to these arcades when we go to, um, you know, like the water parks and stuff like that. Although my daughter was watching one of the, like a video on YouTube. This is where YouTube actually comes in handy. She was on a video on YouTube where a guy was showing how all of those uh, ticket games, you know, the games where you try to win tickets, yeah, how they're all rigged. Oh, I'm sure. Like like slot machines, basically. And so, yeah, exactly. You know, I'm, I'm sitting there, and I'm, I'm like, oh, you're not going to be in such a hurry to go play on those machines again, are you? And she's just like, like eyes open, shaking her head like, no. <laughs> yeah, because you, you think you have skill, right? You think you're going to – be able to stop the thing or do it at the right time, and you've got it, the system figured out. But the game is programmed to make you only think that. Exactly. Just like a slot machine. Mm-hmm. Where it'll always leave you just one off of the jackpot. Right. You know? You'll get those two yeah. lucky sevens, and then that other one will be just off. You're like, oh, I'm close. Right, let me do this one more time. I know I'm going to beat it. I know I am. <laughs> So, yeah, what what isn't rigged in this world? You know, if I ever spend another 
uh, quarter at the time, quarter, but another credit or whatever, trying to play that claw grab game, trying to get that toy. Oh, that, right. I'm, I'm, I just missed it. I had the ear of that bear, and it just slipped off. If I try it <laughs> one more time, I promise you I'm going to get it. Yeah. No, you're, you're not going to get it. All of my Sorry. kids have, like, three of these giant inflatable or giant air-filled balls from Great Wolf Lodge in Wisconsin Dells. They've all won from those machines. Don't ask me how. Because those are not the the big big prize things, right? Those are like no, they're just they yeah, got it's not something like you're winning an iPhone. Like those yeah. are the ones you see where it's like, oh, you could win an iPhone. Uh huh. No, you're not gonna win the iPhone. And then you look inside and go, wait, that's an iPhone three. <laughs> that's how long that's how long it's been since anybody won an iPhone. <laughs> yeah, they could they could at least switch it out and make it seem like there's a chance. <laughs> Is that a Game Boy? <laughs> the Walkman. The Walkman in there. <laughs> I mean, it might as well be. A Walkman. <laughs> it might as well be. For, for uh, all the chance you have of winning it, it might as well be a, an actual cassette yeah. playing Walkman. So I'm, so I'm glad that she watched something like that, that you know, she finally realized that those things are, are rigged to only make you think you're about to win. They go into the psychology of it, and they actually have a term for it. I was like, wow, this is mm-hmm. – I think it was called the psychology of the near miss, you know? Yeah, yeah. To make you just think that you're right on the verge of the big one, and then you're not. So <sighs> so, so that was Branson. I, I, I'd say it's a, it was a solid, uh, solid B trip. <laughs> okay. You know? And that's, that's a fair uh, review. And all the, the awards and all. I, I actually wouldn't even say it would be a bad place, uh, like for you and the misses eventually someday when you when you emerge. Uh, right, um, just not that oh, place, not with with the thin walls and all that. No, 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 no not the hotel. <laughs> right, right. Not that hotel, uh, but the destination. Okay. Yeah, we we will. Certainly looking at that. We got all sorts of travel already uh planned in the next year or two. Oh, the, the wife, yeah, yeah, being the, the, the travel agent and getting all these uh trips set up. It's not just uh her seeing other places and seeing things and seeing deals and whatnot. It's also that all this training that she's been doing online while being hunkered down uh has resulted in like there's free trips and uh we're going on a cruise now in October. For our ten-year uh, anniversary, that's gonna yeah, be, right. Uh, it, it wasn't like completely scot-free, but it's unbelievably greatly uh, reduced in price, and we kind of had to take it. We couldn't pass it up. Uh, is the reason we're taking it in October is because it, it, you know there's a time con- uh, constraint to it that we had to take it basically before this coming February, but uh-huh. like December, January, February already gone, already filled up. So we kind of had to settle on October, but. It'll work out as far as it'll be the uh, the week of our, our anniversary, so it'll be a, a perfect getaway as far as that goes. Well, that's um, good. The flip side is it's going to be right after the trip to Cancun, Mexico in September, oh. so uh, we're, we're pretty much jet-setting uh, coming up in September, October, and then both of those are week-long excursions where, as far as our uh, picks show for when the football season starts, it's going to be both of those weeks are going to be uh, like completely up in the air, complete question mark whether we're going to be back in time for, for ah, me to do a show or whatnot. What? You, can, you can text me your just text me your picks. I have 
I have budding co-hosts here. Right, right. Who I'm, you definitely, I'm sure uh, would be, I'm sure would be happy to, to help guest host for a week mm-hmm. or two. Um, yeah, I, I, that's good. So those, that, that's good. You got a couple of, you know, some trip, but you, you deserve it. Oh, a lot of us uh, have been cooped up and, and whatnot yeah. and gone through uh, absolute hell these last this last year or two. So, yeah, we're definitely looking forward to, to getting away and getting out of the house and, and all that good stuff. She's going to have to go start going back to work starting next month. Uh, ah. So she's getting geared up for that. But, boy, should that'll spoil you working from home like that and, you know, watching – uh, news shows here and there that talk about how so many people have been spoiled, for lack of a better word, working from home, that basically some people are like, I'm not coming back into the job, and if you want to fire me, I'll find another job where I can work from home because this is just, you know, this is too good. This is, uh, And there's so many people that can do that. There's so many jobs that they don't need your ass in there, in the office. Right. They really don't. And some people get that, that taste of that where they don't have to leave the house to, to do their job effectively. And they're like, I'm never going back. And you know what? I don't blame them. And I wish I could have been one of those people because I definitely do my job from home, but our yeah. job wouldn't let us uh, do that, unfortunately. Yeah, I cannot. I mean, I've been working with yeah. the public since May, you know, so almost a year back at work. Well, this is right now. A year ago was when I was in the middle of our, our 10-week lockout, basically, so mm-hmm. to speak. For, for work and then finally went back. I think it was May May seventeenth, I believe, was the first day. So I, this is it's funny going back and seeing all the one year ago things like my wife will see on like Facebook and it's like all just memories of me being locked up at home. Yeah. Um yeah. I, I, I enjoyed the time. I mean I loved being home with my kids, but then there's you know, there's also that, you know, you want to be able to go and, and, and make a living. Of course. So yeah, getting getting paid a percentage of what I would normally have gotten paid by the government didn't quite make up for the fact that I wasn't making my my, my usual living. But I also wasn't. We were also not really spending any money. Right. That's that's the other part of it. You know, the, I think the most we were spending on then was uh, one or two nights a week. We were having like dinner delivered because we were trying like you know what we're gonna we're gonna try to at least support the restaurants that are still open. You know, mm-hmm. and uh, we'd have food delivered a couple of nights a week. That was about it. That was that was, that was the extent of our, our our money spending while we were locked up. And uh, yeah, that was that was strange. So I I will also say though I'm looking forward to we're looking forward to our next vacation. So because after this, just run around, run around, and we're all dead tired every day. Sort of whirlwind three four days in Branson. We're we're going. Uh, in July, we're going up in, up to Minnesota, um, way north of, up in Minnesota, up on Lake Superior, and just we've got a cabin for a week on Lake Superior, and that's it. <laughs> that, that's you ain't doing it. shit. No, there's going to be some sightseeing, maybe some hiking, go see some waterfalls, but that's going to be so much more low key, and that's what I'm really looking forward to now. That's yeah, vacation. That, that's the kind right. of vacation I want. Yeah, well, you don't have to have a vacation after you come back from your vacation. Open the window, listen to the waves, <laughs> go out at night, look at the stars, sit by the fire, and just relax. Yeah, sounds awesome. So that'll be that'll be us that last week of uh, July. That obviously won't impede on anything um, yeah. for show purposes. So 
Right. That's it. Uh, so, uh, yeah, so that was that was my vacation and, and, and your vacations that are upcoming and by my 10 year anniversary is coming up next month. And we don't know what the hell we're doing. We were going to we initially thought about going um, over uh, to the Lake Michigan side here in the uh, parts of uh, UP and parts of Michigan and then realized that Michigan is like COVID hell right now. Yeah, yeah, things so, are not we're going like well. Surrounded by it, so it's like you know, Mi- Michigan's bad, Minnesota's not too good, so everything around Wisconsin's really bad, and then now slowly you're starting to see Wisconsin numbers creeping up. Yeah, I don't want to be that pe- that pessimist guy, but I'm I don't feel very good about the uh, the upcoming month or two because there's so many people that have decided everything's over let's go yaha time and obviously everything's not over so we're we're getting getting the, the numbers are starting to climb again they're starting to get to that level where some states might have to decide make that tough decision and decide you know Believe it or not, folks, we might have to go back into some sort of lockdown situation. Yeah, I know um, Michigan is one of those that's actively yeah. talking about it. Yeah. Um, it, it, it sucks because if more people would get vaccinated, then we could maybe start working on these numbers going down. But there's just simply not enough people that are making that decision. So um, I, I knew here in, in Memphis that it was going to be a problem when we had last month all these dates that were, oh, I can't get a date. I can't find a, uh, the, uh, a date that's open to get my vaccination. Um, and then as the weeks went on, more and more dates started opening up. Okay, finally, we're getting our dates. And, I, you know, my wife and I got our dates, and now we're both vaccinated. And now it's talking, you know, the, the talk is, why can't we get more people in here? We got all these dates. We got all this, this vaccination sitting here, and we, we can't find enough people to, to take this stuff up because I think – the the people that really wanted this, uh, the really wanted the vaccinations got got it done as early as they possibly could, and now we're to a point where there's so many more people that need it and just aren't going to do it. Or you know, I've, I've heard it from people that I work with so many times and so many different variations. Well, I want to wait and see what happens. I want to. I don't know if it's safe. I don't know how effective. I don't know. I'm just going to wait. And some people, I'm just never going to do it. I'm just. I'm, I'm completely. Uh, against it, and I'm just never going to get uh, the vaccine. So uh, that's where we are now. We're, we're we're in a situation where we're just we we got the stuff out there, and more and more people are eligible to get it. We had all these uh, conditions before where you got to be a certain age, and you had get the comorbidities, and now it's basically whoever wants it, please get this this shot and get this thing done, so we can start to work on getting these numbers down. So uh, until it gets to that point where there's more people that are getting the vaccinations than there are that that aren't, uh, then yeah, the, the, this thing's going to just keep hanging around, and and I I don't have a good feeling, especially after seeing uh, this this opening week in baseball and, and just stadiums full of people. And it's like, I don't know if we're really ready for that right now. Uh, I just, it, it's, it's tough. I, people want, are, are sick of it. I get that. People want to get out and people want to start acting like everything is normal again. I completely understand that. But it's just not quite there yet. We just, we, we got to be more careful about this. And we got to uh, not think that everything is completely wide open. And, oh, we can throw our mask away and we don't have to take precautions anymore. No, we, we really do. We, we really got to start being more careful with this or else it's going to be almost a repeat of, of 2020 all over again, unfortunately. 
Yeah, and I don't know if it'll get that bad, but that all remains to be seen. But we'll, 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 we'll see. I mean, they obviously, they struck the mask mandate down here after it had been extended for the umpteenth time. I think the Supreme Court here finally was like, ah, okay, this is enough. You, the, the governor, you can't keep doing it over and over and over. <laughs> you know, so they, they, it wasn't that they said that the thing was wrong. They're just like, this just isn't the procedure. So, again, that's more of a... It's a legal thing. It's a political, legal, whatever you want to call it. But they struggle. But you still see a lot of people. Not a lot. Not as many. But there are still a lot of people here wearing masks. You know, I will still wear mine when I go in businesses. Um, my wife's like, "Well, why are you wearing why are you wearing a mask when you go into business if, if if you don't have to?" I'm like, "You know what? Because they all have to, <laughs> and I have to all day when I'm at work. So I'm I'm like, you know, more of like a it's almost like a more of a supporting thing, you know." I know what it's like having to work all day wearing the damn mask, whether you want to or not. You know, working ten-hour days with that thing and you know breathing into that thing all day, and you go into a place and I know how I feel when I'm at work and people start walking in without them. I trust me, you're not happy. <laughs> no, because you're like, well, so, hey, asshole, gonna, do, you, do you know what's yeah. going on here? Now I wear them outside. I mean, it's. I go and I pick my kids up from school, and I'm sitting there on a bench in the middle of a park at the kids' school, and there's nobody anywhere near me. And like a hundred feet away, there's another parent where there's nobody near that parent. The person's wearing a mask. I'm like, all right, now that's where I draw. This is where I draw the line. Hmm. You know, park benches out in the middle of the open, <laughs> wait for my kids to come out of the school. Uh, not wearing a mask for that. Sorry around other human beings, you you are actually considerate and, and you put your mask up. Yeah, but I'm, I'm not around anybody except for my kids. That's what I'm saying. When you are around people, that's the, that's the problem. Right. Yeah. Yeah. But generally out outside, I have not been, not been doing it. Um, when we were in Branson, that was, there was masks, you know? So you go inside a building, you put your mask on. It's very simple. Yeah, it's called being considerate to others, and there's there's just a lack of that just still yes. after, nobody after everything will be, that's Nobody happened. will be happier than I or, or anyone. There's a, you know, I'm sure there's a lot of people who will be as happy as me the day you don't have to do that. Sure. It, it hasn't come yet. That's all I'm saying. Uh, I was pleasantly surprised uh, this past Sunday, just two short days ago, when my uh, – Wife dragged me into Trader Joe's because we were lacking some uh, groceries, and I was pleasantly surprised to see that I, I, I don't think I saw anybody in. And it was crowded, by the way. Uh, it was it was a Sunday afternoon, and it was you know very nice weather down here, so it was like it, it was so crowded we actually had to stand in line outside the store just to to get in because it was that wow. packed in there. Um, but I was. Very pleasantly surprised to, to see everybody in there uh, had a mask. I don't believe I saw anybody uh, that did not have a, a mask on and, a, and a, a properly applied mask, not down over their mouth with their nose wide open, which is completely de- defeating the point of the mask. Uh, so yeah. I was very happy to, to, to see that. So it's just certain places, I guess, is, is not everywhere is is receding backwards and going into, well, everything is wide open again and we don't have to do any of this. Some places are still conscientious and still doing it. And we just need more of them. We need more places uh, of people that understand that this thing is, is not over. It's really close to being over, but it's just not over yet. Oh, you know, and we, and who knows, who knows when it will be, you know, there's, there's, there's a lot that goes with that. 
Yeah, just it, it, I don't know either. Uh, yeah, I, I know, and it's very frustrating to just be like, God, we still got to go through all this crap. But yeah, unfortunately, we do. Uh, so yeah, we both got the the Pfizer vaccine, uh, the the two doses. We didn't get the Johnson and Johnson, and of course now we got all the controversy coming out around that, where uh, apparently uh, you can you can die from it. Uh, it's, it's one person in, in all these millions of of doses, so it's. It's not like it's a, a, a raging uh, problem and, and, oh, my God, we got to stop everything. But they are pausing the, uh, the Johnson Johnson vaccine. And the uh, interesting part of that for me is that when I set up my initial vaccine, it was uh, the, the, the way Memphis was handling it was very crazy. It was the city that was in charge of, of all the vaccinations, no matter which one you wanted, then the state took over because the city wasn't doing a very good job of organizing everything. And then the city took back over because the state was uh, basically, I think it's the state is handling everyone in Tennessee, except Memphis. Now Memphis, the city took back over. But when I set up my vaccine, it was at a site that according to the, uh, the city of Memphis website, it was like the only place that was offering the Johnson and Johnson as an option. And I wanted the Johnson and Johnson because it's the one shot and I wanted the one shot and, and to be done with it. So I get to the place and they, you know, got to stand in line. It's crowded and everything, but you finally get in there. And I thought it was going to be a situation where I, you know, there's, there's a choice or something like that. And I can say, Oh, okay, I'll take that. The Johnson and Johnson, I'll take the one shot. So I sit down there and the, there's nothing that indicates we have a choice of anything They just sit you down at the table and the, the lady nurse uh, with the gloves, uh, took the needle out and, and pulled my my sleeve up, and she was pleasant and everything. But uh, I was asking, uh, do, uh, excuse me, before you put it, because she was trying to do it very swiftly. She basically sat you down, got your sleeve up, and was taking the needle out and about ready to stick me before I finally raised my hand and said, um, excuse me, uh, it, which is this the uh, Johnson, this is the Pfizer vaccine? Oh, okay. What the, the, is the Johnson Johnson vaccine here? Is it what? Uh, no, uh, this is. This is the, the 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 Pfizer one. It's the only one that's here. It's a good one. It's a good vaccine. Uh, oh, okay. Um, but, but what happened to the uh, Johnson? Because I thought on the website, I don't know any. I'm just a sticker person. I'm just a person that's here to stick you. I don't know anything about that. Uh, but but this is the Pfizer one. And I said, oh, okay. And before I knew it, next thing I knew, she stuck the Pfizer one in me. And I'm like, oh, I guess I'm getting the Pfizer vaccine. So yeah, it was it was unorganized right from the beginning uh, down here, and in, in in a lot of places from what I was reading. So it's not like Tennessee was unique. Um, but yeah, I actually wanted that Johnson and Johnson one. And now I, I guess I'm yeah, glad I didn't I, get it. Well, I know there were, uh, there were more than just the one, the one death on that one. I think there was, I was, I was listening on the radio, I was driving into work and in between audio book getting turned off and turning off the car, it, it, it hit the news for about 30 seconds. And it said, I guess there was a bunch of cases of some really negative side effects in Europe on that Johnson and Johnson one. There were like six of them or something, but it was, it, they were very negative effects. So that also went with it. So I don't think it was just the one, the one death. Um, no, I know there were several uh, blood clot situations blood here clot, in America. That's the one. Yeah. And there was a bunch of them in England or something too with it. Yeah. No, so I, I, I've, heard, I've read about that. I heard about that, but like percentage-wise, like it's still millions of vaccines, and these is only uh, a few situations like that. So it's, it's still. I, uh, I, I know, you know nobody I, wants I, to hear blood clots and, and say, "Oh, well, it's only a yeah. few." Yeah, and and you know, and that's 
I, I fall more on the side of that's just what they were willing to tell you <laughs> side of it. Cause <laughs> if that's all it out. was, yeah, those are, that's just what we know about. It would be my thing. You know, it's like, okay, we know about a death and maybe a bunch of blood clots, but what other effects were, obviously it was enough that somebody went, eh, don't feel so good about this one. So let, let's hold on. Or, you know, that it, it's sort of like the, you know, we, we talk about percentage wise, like, oh, it's not that bad, but, you know, one plane crashes and they might ground the whole fleet for a while until they look at it and maybe there's a problem. So maybe they're looking at their, you know, looking at their science behind that vaccine to see if maybe there was something in there. Just just, just like when you have a plane crash, right? Depending on where you are. Some places, eh, a couple of plane crashes, no big deal. Well, <laughs> Depending are, on who you're yeah, talking sure to. Yeah, I'm sure if this isn't... You know, this, this isn't like, I don't know, I don't want to pick out a country or anything like that, but, you know, <laughs> say like if you're in Pakistan, I guess, or something, and a, and a plane flies into the side of a mountain, maybe they don't care as much about that, or it's just a thing that happens, you know? I don't want to pick out a country. Sorry, Pakistan. <laughs> Sorry, Pakistan. Well, I don't think we're going to lose a lot of listeners. It's not like it's, it's not like Burkina Faso. Hey, don't ever talk about our friends in Burkina Faso. Those are our friends. We would love Burkina Faso. Uh, yeah, but no, there, there's concern, and then there should be concern. Um, it, it's all, all of it is, is sort of wait and see because all of this is is brand new. No one really knows the effects of any of these uh, because everything is still uh, basically just got invented. You know, the three days ago it feels like. Um, that's another argument from people. Uh, uh, at my job, which is who I'm talking to more these days. I don't really have too many friends outside of work, but some of them are saying, well, uh, it's only uh, effective for, you know, for six months. We don't know if the vaccine is going to, is wearing off after six months and we might have to go back and get these vaccines all over again. It might have to be like the flu shower. Where you keep getting them over and over again. And I'm having to remind them um, Six months is all that we have. That's the only data we have on this shit because it just got invented. So you don't know that it's going to go away after six months. That's just all that they know right now is that it's effective through six months because that's all they've. That's all the time that they've had. It might be effective for 17 years or it might be effective for another year. We don't know yet. It's all brand new, and we all just got to sort of take a step back and wait and, and see how this all develops. But it's still a much better option than actually catching COVID-19. Take it from somebody who caught COVID-19. You don't want to catch COVID-19. That's all I'm saying. But, but it's, well not, it's not easy. It is, it's not easy to explain to, to, to people who, you know, they, they've, uh, I, I definitely heard from one guy, uh, again, at the job who uh, was bringing up the, uh, uh, you know, Tuskegee Airmen and the, uh, uh, experimenting on on black men, giving them uh, syphilis when they were thinking that they were giving them something. And I'm saying, I, I, dude, this is not that. I understand skepticism. I understand, but man, uh, first of all, you, you don't know how many white people are in this line when I'm getting this vaccine. This, I was basically surrounded by white people. This is not something that they're giving us as an experiment and trying to, to hope that this is what they've got right now. Uh, you know, under the gun, it's emergency is not approved by the, by the uh, FDA and all that. Uh, so, it's, you know, there's still some mystery behind it, but dude, they're not trying to poison us secretly. This is not that. Okay. <laughs> uh, but, but when you get that, that mindset and now you're going to try to 
turn that around uh, and try to explain to these people what's going on. That some people you, you you basically can't explain it because they've got it in their mind what's going on, and and nothing you say can convince them otherwise. So I think that's what we're dealing with a lot out here is this stuff like that. Uh, but just just gotta keep gotta keep explaining, gotta keep plugging away, I suppose. But trust me, this is not something that they're they're giving a whole bunch of uh, uh, disadvantaged people or, or poor people or black people or something like that. Man, the people in line getting this shot for for when I went up there, it was like seven people in front of me. Five of them were white, two of them were Asian. Uh, there was a Hispanic woman that parked uh, behind me and got in line behind me. Uh, this is not something where they're just coming to uh, to, to black people only and trying to, to shove it on them. They're 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 offering to anybody who wants to take it, and I don't think there's anything nefarious about that. But Again, when you actually get into the room. Oh, then they got the, the I, secret vials? Yeah. I was about, you know, how do you know they're not, you know? It's all, we, they, we got a black got guy the, sitting down. Let's get the black the, people's they got, uh, vaccine. Yep. <laughs> all of a sudden, they reach into the side one and it's like, oh, 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 oh. Which, which vaccine did you want? Which one did you want? Oh, the Moderna? Oh, okay. <laughs> well, I got the special Moderna one for brothers right here. Uh-huh. Yeah, there you go. I, I am legitimately afraid of how many people actually think like that as, as much as we're joking about that. Yeah, I think of that as a joke. I don't think that that's actually yeah. happening. It, it's it's not. Trust me, it is not. Uh, what else are we going to talk about? We're uh, let's see, fifty minutes in, oh, and we yeah, fifty minutes in, and we've pretty much covered COVID <laughs> and vacation. We've covered two, one of the four, three actual topics <laughs> that that you said we were going to talk about. So uh, I would say, since you had us still here yet to talk about, uh, let me pull it up. Uh, WrestleMania and our uh, baseball draft. I'll let you pick what you want to talk about for the next 10 minutes. Would you like to, since our last show was <laughs> WrestleMania, you may want to talk about WrestleMania. I'm going to talk about what I named the damn show about, which is the baseball draft. I think I should actually get to that topic. Oh, uh, I actually didn't even realize uh, that that was where you <laughs> got the, the title of our show from. But we figured something like that was going to happen during this Zoom draft. Was somebody, at least one person, or maybe multiple, were going to have technical issues and trying to figure out who's there and who's not and who's connected and who's dropping and all that. And uh, we're not going to uh, name names, but yeah, we had one poor soul that. Uh, yeah. Is, is, can you see me? We had. I can't. I can't see anybody. Can you? Can anyone hear me? The flaw. Like yeah, we can hear you. I said, having... can you hear me? Not 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 having to deal with that for work, um, other than some work conference calls. But those those are little like fifteen minute meetings, and if somebody can't be on, they can't be on. Too bad. It's not like your whole you know your whole day is dependent on finishing a fantasy auction live and in person, and and you just have one person that just continues to disconnect. And which when you have sixteen people on the screen all at one time, right? Mm-hmm. All it takes is one. And and then yeah. we kind of we kind of knew that all you had to have was that one person who was going to have a disconnect problem. We assumed I assumed it might be spread out, but no, it was just pretty much one person. I can't see anybody. Hold on. Hold on a minute. I mean I, I mean you know, I'm going to come this... out and come back in. Maybe that'll <laughs> we're, change. We're, it. we're in this league, you know, and I'm, you know, these. Hello. A lot of these guys are are older. You know, we're we're young in the league. 
Um, well, mid-40s is young, that's true. A lot of these guys are older in this league, and, you know, I, I would assume, just having been to some of these around this league for a while, that generally well off. <laughs> <laughs> right. And uh, need to invest some of that money in new computer equipment. <laughs> well, you know what? Or better, I don't even or better know. internet. Or... Yeah, I don't know if you know, it was the, the money or, or I think yeah. some people aren't going to understand what's going on no matter how great or, the equipment is. Or there was a technology deficiency there, perhaps, uh, as far as aptitude, <laughs> you know, and just not understanding the tech. But you know what? We started at 9 o'clock in the morning. I believe we were all done and wrapped up by about 4 o'clock in the afternoon. And when you really think about our greatest day in sports live and in person, that's only about an hour longer than it normally takes. This is true. So once, and, and, and fortunately, uh, other than a few testy times where the aforementioned person who was also <laughs> not only <laughs> dropping a lot but had heavy lag. Yes. So their bidding, like, after the bidding was over, but that wasn't necessarily because they were trying to bid at the last second. It was because I wasn't late. I was way early. What are you talking legit- about? They legitimately thought they were on time. Hello? Oh, but uh, and you, you, you could see it, it was a little high anxiety, not so much for you or I, but you could definitely see, you could look on the screen and see the people who were getting frustrated. Um, it, it, it wasn't. It never really boiled over too bad. There were no, no tempers, never flared. Everybody was was civil. It's a gentleman's game. That's what we always say, right? Yeah. And uh, I thought it was it always got, it resolved. Tested. It did get tested, but I thought it was always resolved in, in an appropriate manner. You know, a couple well, of times, and finally, when the auctioneer uh, started asserting himself a little bit more. And just was, and finally, just no, nah, you didn't get in. I think a lot of that stopped too. Yeah, it did. I was early. Can you see me? Sorry, hello. I'm sorry. I can't see anybody. What? What's going on? It. Yeah. Uh, yeah. That was the thing. That was uh, that was quite the experience. Now I had a different vantage point than than you because you're the. Uh, obviously, the majority owner of the team. It's your money. It's your baby. You 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 do the research. I'm basically there as a just a, a helper. So when I'm there live, it's I'm just basically you know looking over players and giving you suggestions during the draft. But you're the one making right. the bids and deciding uh, who to nominate and all that stuff. So for this process, uh, I was on the screen like at the beginning saying hi to everybody, and then I was dark. I was there listening yeah. and, and observing all this craziness going on, but I wasn't a part of it at all because I was on mute and my video uh, screen was off. So uh, I was just sitting back just – like laughing my ass off over here every time uh, the poor guy was like, I can't see anything. I don't know. I don't know what happened. Uh, I was just like, Oh my God. This, this. And and you're like, this is, this is show material. This is, uh, this is something to, to talk about on the show. Cause this is hilarious. And yeah, it was uh, that I, that was for a uh, comedy value. That was basically better than I could have anticipated the Zoom thing going. I thought it was – I thought I knew there was going to be frustrations. I knew there was going to be some people off as far as the timing goes, you know, a second behind uh, be, behind everybody else, something like that. Uh, so that was expected. But for, for the constant uh, lack of, of, like you said, 
aptitude or, or technical uh, knowledge or, or, you know, things that it would appear should have been easily fixed on his end. But for what it, for whatever reason, for one reason or another, just kept going back and forth. All right, I'm up. I'm I'm live. You can hear me. I can hear you. Everything's fine. And then half hour, half hour later, where'd everybody go? I can't see anyone. It's like, oh, boy. <laughs> That was a thing, but but yeah, it did come off a lot better uh, overall than I thought it would. Oh, uh, so so yeah, I, I mean you know, and, I, and fortunately, what we figured out was that you and I could uh, chat within the Teams app, and that yeah, and privately. that had privately. I thank God privately because I don't. <laughs> think, I, I hope that never. I hope that never gets released. Um. <laughs> If anyone can can see some of the things we were saying with each other, it, it would not yeah. be pretty. It would probably not be in the league anymore. But it was just <laughs> the the chat version of what we would be doing sitting, you know, at the table. Right. Which is fine. I mean, no, we were we never said anything untoward towards anybody, you know, except for, you know, the occasional bad bidding or like crazy, uh, crazy prices. But it was, you know, that was a lot more. That was actually useful to the point where you and I are exchanging dollar figures on guys, like what we're willing mm-hmm. to go to. We can't do that when we're sitting next to each other. So there was no. almost like a little bit of an advantage to it. That's true. And uh, it was definitely different than when we're there, uh, uh, you know, in live and in person because we're – uh, exchanging more, you know, glances and, and real secretive talk uh, yeah. when we're there in person because we, you know, everybody else is there as well. So yeah, it was different. It was a little bit uh, better as far as more privacy for our our chats. So yeah, it was good as far as that goes. But the uh, flip side of that is the time that it's taking for me to type up these private dialogues with you. Half the things I wanted to say to you, I didn't because by the time I typed it in, the bidding was over or it was past where I was going to say uh, that, that maybe you should get in. So, you know, that, that's the, the, the tech side of it is that, you know, if you can type it out fast enough, then that's great. But if you can't, then the, the moment passes and it kind of doesn't yeah. you know make a difference. Uh, but yeah. Uh, so how would you, how'd you like your team overall uh, after all was said and done? I mean, obviously, we're a, what a week and a half into the season, so yeah, little 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 way too soon here. We we've been up and down and all over the standings. We've been in third. We've been in last. We you know it's so, and this is what's going to happen in the early part of the year. You know, our guys who are supposed to be hitting aren't hitting at all. Our pitching has been really good, with but that's you know. Yeah, that's, that's kind of, of our strategy. I know. Well, yeah, Tyler Glasnow has just been a. Oh. a early season monster. Um, but he's a holdover. He, he's not somebody who we had to actively bid on. We, we, we kept him uh, all these, all these years through all, throughout the COVID and all that. We, we held on. Right, to him. Through, yeah. Through the first season where we had him, where his arm blew out and then we didn't yeah. have to decide whether we wanted to keep him in 2020. And now he's a year and a half, two years removed from those arm troubles. And wow, his three starts so far have been, electric he's back so so that's been good um so yeah pitch, pitching looks fine uh, if it holds out to be that ian kennedy ends up being the closer for a good chunk of the season for the rangers that i'll owe you a, a pat on the back for that one hey I, I helped out i came up with something 
he's he, we paid five bucks for him, and he's got two saves. So if he gets three more saves, he's earned his five bucks, right? <laughs> right. Exactly. Buck a save. So that's that's good news. Uh, we will have more on our after show. I'll review WrestleMania when we come back. Yeah. And into our VIP after show. Yeah, we definitely had to uh, get that on the uh, the live portion, talking about that draft, because that's basically what the, the point of the show was. To... <laughs> Got it. I didn't quite understand what that meant, but now that – what the hello is this thing on part of it? I didn't get now. I now that I got it, I was like, okay, well that made sense that that had to get into the. Can y'all hear me? Hello. <sighs> I can't I'm, hear I'm any hoping, of you guys. Just hoping that we can get back to all meeting in person next year and that way. But I did, I did bust out the Lumalnatis at lunchtime. I thought you were going to put it on camera and really. I, I didn't because it didn't get it didn't finish until after the lunch break ah. so I was actually eating it during the draft okay so I didn't go out of my way to, to hold up my couple slices of, of Lou Malnati's butter crust pizza oh. yeah. I, I wish our show was brought to you by Lou Malnati's uh, butter crust <laughs> or Giordano's yeah, we've been oh. we got a lot of places that could be uh, sponsored Agro Burrito King I, we, we'd Agro love to sponsor them <laughs> I don't know how many sponsorships Corky's. they're going to have. If I'm watching a Cubs game this year and I see Ash Taco Burrito Go -Go. King. <laughs> oh, man. If I see Taco Burrito King rolling up on the ad board behind home plate, I'll be like, now I know they've made it. I'll have a little a tear run down my cheek. <laughs> guys made it, man. You made it. Uh, but, yeah, no, so far our, our team can't hit its way out of a paper bag. Yeah, but it's been a week and a half, like you said. It's been a week and a half. I I don't expect uh, Xander Bogarts, Jorge Soler, and, and Giancarlo Stanton to combine for uh, two home runs for the whole rest of the year. <laughs> All three uh, of them that, have two home runs. Combined. Combined. Uh, that that should definitely change, yes. Uh, yeah, when, you're, when your team leader in home runs is Marcus Simeon, you know you got you know your 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 bats are kind of quiet just just a bit just just a bit just, but just a little quiet but hey homer again today hey, stay hot Fantasy stay monster. hot somebody has to it's his fourth huh. he's also the only guy on our team with more than one so yeah i i you know this is one of those things that i've no i've said it every year that we've been in this league um, you don't really know how this is going to start to shake out till about Memorial Day, right? And I will always it's cite the baseball. example. Well, I'll cite the example: the first year, finally, our fifth year in the league, when we broke through and, and won the whole thing. Uh, we were in last place on June first. Yep. Dead last on June first, and then by Fourth of July, we were in first place, and we never looked back. And then and you know, three years ago, at the same time, it's a beautiful and thing. Three, <laughs> three years ago, when we won the whole thing, I think we were only out of first place maybe a week the whole season. That was about right. as wire to wire. Wire to wire, yeah, pretty much. Yeah, that was start hot, stayed hot. Twenty-one, I think we were twenty-one and a half points up in Roto. Twenty-one and a half points up at the uh, trading deadline, and and won by like thirteen. So that so the, you can win all sorts of different ways. 
And was that still four by four at that point, or was it the five by five? Time, the first time we won, was it four was by four. four. By four. So that first okay. time that we won, it was four by four. We were dead last on the first of June, and then by Fourth of July, first place, and ran. You know, and ended up only. I think we only ended up winning the league by a point and a half that year. That one, that was a nail biter. Yeah, I remember that last weekend was was crazy. Well, yeah, because our uh, th- that was one of those where you always deal with this problem in September where your guys start getting shut down. Yeah. And then you're just, like, clinging desperately to points and just watching the lead evaporate. And then finally, some rando guy got a save. (laughs) He doesn't even normally get saves. It was like Kyle Farnsworth got a save (laughs) or something. And that ended up being one of the points that ended up catapulting us to the victory. So it was crazy. That's how it goes sometimes. The one thing I can tell you about my fantasy team is Marcus Simeon having uh, that many home runs. Uh, clearly, he's not on my team. I'm, I'm in my in my fantasy league, in a different fantasy league completely. Uh, I'm in I'm in a Yahoo league, little uh, small money league, twenty dollar entry fee. And boy, it's uh, you talk about going uh, the way that it normally goes for me as far as my. Hallmark on fantasy teams seems to be the innate ability to bench a guy who has a great day. I'm still doing it. It's already, it's a week and a half and I'm already, I'm already the, that's, I am the man at benching guys who didn't have big nights. Uh, Gary Sanchez, two homer night on my bench. Uh, He was facing a left-handed pitcher and he's, he's notoriously much worse against lefties, but on, on that day, he muscled up for two homers and sitting there right on my bench. And I'm like, oh, you got to be kidding me. Nelson Cruz, uh, first weekend uh, of baseball was uh, Minnesota was at a National League park. I think they were up there in Milwaukee. Um, so, of course, he didn't uh, play any of those games. So, I you know, had him on my bench the entire weekend, didn't really think about him. And then Monday comes around and back uh, playing against the American League, boom, two home runs instantly the first game in, in an American League uh, situation on my bench. Oh, and I'm the king. Just, You're the king, man. It, it's it's crazy. Um, and then for shortstops, this is just. It, I, I think I'm I'm already uh, you know playing for for last place in this league because of what's been happening uh, as far as injuries goes. I was I was commented to you briefly about how every seems like everybody's getting injured. Like uh, every uh, six seconds, a woman gets assaulted, and also someone gets hurt. Uh, in baseball, it just seems like it's it's uh, the year of injuries, and it's and that's continuing today. There's like three or four guys that have gotten hurt just tonight. Uh, but as far as my team goes, so my number one pick, I'm, I got sixth uh, in the draft. I got the uh, number six overall pick on um, pretty much every board. Like the top three or four are somewhere between Ronald Acuna and Mookie Betts and Mike Trout, and uh, Fernando Tatis. So how does Fernando Tatis fall down to me at six? And I'm like, oh, this is a gift. I don't know what you guys are thinking, but y'all reached up and uh, took all these other guys ahead and let Tatis. Tatis at at that time of the draft was, I think, number two consensus overall, and he drops to me at six. And I'm like, oh, yeah, here we go. And so that's my starting shortstop. 
And then I go fourth round and I see a guy that I think should have already been drafted and he's only he only qualifies at shortstop too, but I'm like, well, we got utility spots, so I'll just put him there, but I can't pass him up because I think there's a solid chance he wins America League MVP, and I think Tatis might win National League MVP. So I'm going to wrap these two up because I really think they have legit shots at being MVPs of their league. So fourth round, I go Tim Anderson. Oh, so man. Tatis decides to pop his shoulder out, uh, swinging a bat, and this is a problem because he's been popping his shoulder out. He did it in spring training. He did it uh, sometime before. Uh, this is clearly something that if you're a, a, a smart and savvy fantasy guy, you don't want to draft Fernando Tatis Jr. because he's got a shoulder-popping-out situation that's probably going to have to be surgically addressed. And so there I am watching him pop his shoulder out and having to go on the disabled list and reading all these things about uh, this might be something that either goes on all year or he might just have to shut it down and just get the surgery and and put 2021 just completely on the shelf. And I'm like, oh, my God, are you serious? And, like, either the same day or the next day is when Tim Anderson uh, popped his hammy running out of grounder and has been disabled uh, ever since. So both of my starting shortstops – that I drafted within the first four rounds on the bench. And I'm like, this is not going well for me. And so you got all that offensive power that uh, at the top of the draft, my first two bats, basically, because my second and third round picks were pitchers, uh, Giolito and and Walker Bueller. Um, So my first two bats down right off the bat, and then all those homers that I'm leaving on my bench because I'm outthinking myself and trying to, to mix and match and play other guys. And then the shortstop that I go on the wire to pick up um, is Paul DeYoung of the Cardinals, who had a two-home run night. Uh, I forget what day it was, but he did not have another hit. Not homer. He didn't have another hit for, oh, man, uh, 10 days. And... That was uh, that was the end of that, um, and I just cut him, so he's probably going to go off and, and have a huge uh, month of, of April uh, the rest of the way because I don't have him anymore. So, yeah, it's, it's just basically been uh, the, the worst as far as bad luck goes. That bad luck uh, continues now for our show because Jason has dropped, and if you're a longtime fan, you know that when someone drops on the after show, they can't get back on. Because it's, uh, yeah, uh, he just texted me. My connection dropped for a split second, kicked me right out. Yeah, that that happens sometimes. Ah, so the uh, that that's you talk about the bad luck. I'm talking about my fantasy team and how bad the luck is. And Jason drops in the middle of that. That's bad luck. Either that or he just dropped on purpose because he was sick of hearing me talk about my fantasy team because no one wants to hear about my fucking fantasy team. No one wants to hear about anyone's fantasy team. Uh, but anyway, that means the uh, the after show is over because I'm not going to sit up here talking about uh, WrestleMania and, and everything else by myself. That's just not going to happen. Uh, so I will end this uh, after I go back in and uh, take out the references to, to WrestleMania on my uh, – Uh, on my show description because there's no reason to uh, address that. Um, But yeah, we're, we're done. Uh, So I had uh, Jay reviews his family vacation in Missouri and Dre reviews WrestleMania. So instead of that, I'll say Dre um, talks about 
COVID vaccinations, because that's kind of what I did a little bit of during the live portion. A little revisionist history. And, you know, shit happens. All right. Uh, I will uh, review WrestleMania at some point down the road, maybe uh, in the after show of our uh, Oscars show, which is what our next show is going to be according to the timeline. Let me double check that. Um, the Oscars take place on Sunday, April 25th. Our Oscars show will be the night before. Uh, Dave had already communicated with me and said that uh, he's definitely in and he wants to do uh, an Oscars preview, but it has to be on the Saturday before. He's got uh, other stuff uh, committed to uh, earlier in the week, so it has to be Saturday, April 24th. And then the NFL draft takes place a few short days after that, Thursday, April 28th, which means our draft aftermath will come uh, probably the next night. Sometimes we do draft aftermath in the middle of the first round. So that evening, 9 o'clock Central or or 10, we'll get in and and talk about what we've uh, observed for that telecast already that evening. And sometimes we wait until the next night and and I'm – believe there's been times where we waited, you know, two days later for that third day of, of drafting and wound up doing it that night. So somewhere in that weekend, uh, Thursday night, Friday night, Saturday night, somewhere in there uh, at the end of April, we'll come on for our draft aftermath. So that's our schedule uh, coming up at the end of the month. Uh, so yeah, we're, we're done. Uh, appreciate you guys hanging on. Hopefully you weren't really, uh, coming back to this after show, uh, to this podcast version, uh, just so you could hear me review WrestleMania. Um, gonna have to wait for that. Sorry. Um, I like the show overall. Uh, I'll just say that it's, uh, you know, solid B, B plus, uh, which is much better than most Wrestle WrestleManias, uh, the last several years, uh, definitely have not been graded that high in, in, in my judgment, uh, not, necessarily looking at the uh, star ratings or anything like that, but just my personal enjoyment of it and my opinion of it, it uh, has not been that high, but they, they're, they're, I know one thing they're, they're definitely getting it right with this uh, two night thing. Instead of having the whole thing in one night and just wearing out your audience. Cause that's just, that's just death. I hope they never, I actually hope they never go back to one night of WrestleMania again, if it's going to be, you know, six, seven hours uh, when you count the pre-show and all of that stuff, if you're insisting on doing that, just to get everybody on the, the quote-unquote WrestleMania show so you can get everyone a WrestleMania a payday, which is very admirable and understandable. But if you're going to do that, you got to make it two nights because it, take, it just takes too long to get everybody involved uh, for, for one night. It, it's just too much. All right. I don't even know which outro I was going to choose uh, to end the show, so I guess I'll just pick one and and, and go with it. Um, so for Jay, who dropped, unfortunately, this is Dre. Thank you all for joining us. Kings of Non Sequitur, the off-season version of In Much Less Detail, the podcast. Uh, rest in peace to DMX. Uh, don't have any DMX music. That would have actually made a whole lot of sense, but I didn't think of that until just now. Uh, but influential rapper, uh, incredibly large personality, um, if you've never seen uh, the Chris Rock movie uh, Top Five, um, which was is alright, but it's it's worth seeing only for the DMX cameo because that's how crazy it was. It was it was 
incredibly entertaining and funny and um, just a, a small sample of what he was uh, capable of when he when he had his mind on right. Um, all right, I'm out of here. Thanks for joining us, and we'll talk to you for our Oscar show coming up uh, Saturday, April 24th. We will talk to you then. Asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car, before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.